1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. There's a big difference between watching a movie and getting lost in one. Find out what Marcus Theaters means by getting tickets to a hot new release at MarcusTheaters.com. Time to talk music news with our music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. How are you? All right. How are you guys? Okay. For a Friday, I guess we're all right. Yeah, Fridays are good. Means it's almost the weekend. Oh, I treat it like the weekend already. Yeah, I know that. But, you know, I, just, <laughs> I think I, I quit, want to put quit working out. about half an hour ago. <laughs> I quit working on Wednesday. I'm trying to make you guys look good here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Gary, any plans for the weekend? Um, well, it is the uh, the partner's birthday, so we are we are in oh. birthday we are in birthday month. So, is there a dinner this um, evening? There will be dinners. There will be parties. All right. There will be there will be special special events. Hair will be done. Nails will be uh, done. You know, this guy yeah. knows how to have a celebration. I do, yeah. I would say we throw down here. All right. Um, where do you want to start this morning? I I initially when I looked at this, I thought, well, let's talk talk about Journey their update because the word craziness. Is attached to it. They just can't oh, get along. No, I mean they, they. You know, it's 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 amazing. You know that that every, at every turn something seems to go wrong. But they at least, uh, you know, and, and among the most recent, you know, as we've talked about, Neil Sean, Jonathan Kane, the two original members, or not, the two primary members remaining in the lineup. Neil's an original member. Jonathan's been there a whole long time and wrote a great number of the hits. Uh, they've just been feuding mostly over financial matters and the administration of the band. Uh, Neil Neil kind of you know uh, threw a little more gasoline on the fire last week with this with this social media post of a picture of him and Greg Raleigh from the original band, the guy Jonathan Kane replaced, saying, "Yeah, how about if we bring Greg back into the band? What do you guys think of that?" So that's like a ooh, <laughs> um, you know. Now, you know, and, and you know, as a Journey fan, I, I would love to see that, but not at the expense of Jonathan Kane. Certainly, uh, Neil, um, Greg Rawley, and Jonathan Kane could could be in the band together. You know, there's enough to Journey's music that it could work, but it was still. You know, obviously it was a sucker But isn't punch. that something that should be discussed on a phone call or a meeting somewhere over well, dinner, not, you know, some post that you put on the Internet? Hey, what did you guys think about bringing this guy we, back? We, you know? could, we could say this about a lot of things okay. in the journey over the last decade, but they have at least made one, what seems like one positive move to sort this all out. They have hired a manager. Um, before Neil and Jonathan were co-managing, they've hired a guy named Mike Kobayashi, uh, he's with a firm called CSM Management in L.A. Uh, they work with, uh, he has a couple partners, but they work with a lot of artists, uh, Jeff Lynn, Stevie Nicks, Steph Leppard, uh, Lenny Kravitz. So he's been brought in to hopefully uh, douse the flames, you know, bring some sense of control and negotiate some degree of peace so that, you know, Journey can enter its 50th year next year. On you know, hopefully on a high note. So how do you uh, how do you uh, look at that? It's like yeah, good luck, or yeah, this will probably help. Uh, you know, kind of a kind of a combination of both. Um, you know, with at least one of the guys, and I won't say which one. You're dealing with an extreme personality, <laughs> and uh, and it, you know, it's it's gonna it's gonna take some real managerial muscle and know how uh, to you know to to kind of rein everybody in and and focus everybody. 
on which should be the focus, which next year will be celebrating Journey's 50th anniversary. They still have a new album that they put out this year that needs to be promoted. They, they are going to go on the road. I mean, they're going on the road next month. I don't know how this happens, but it's happened before. I remember talking when, when Neil and Jonathan were feuding on the Internet uh, before. This is going back, I don't know, it must be eight years now. I remember talking to uh, guys in Asia who were on the road with them saying, yeah, they get along fine. You know, we see them in catering, we see them backstage, and, you know, nobody's taking a swing at each other or anything. And, you know, really? They just <laughs> so, post their snarky messages and go about their business I, on I stage, guess, apparently. Uh, you know, <laughs> vent, vent and go. So, you know, so we'll keep our fingers crossed. I do think, you know, yes, having a having a third party, having a manager is, is a good idea for everybody, not just for Journey. But at this well, they're, point, fighting over, they're fighting over money. Um, pretty much. But Peter pretty Frampton's much. cashing in. He is, and he, he's talked about this before. In fact, the last time I interviewed him, he, you know, he told me that he, like so many others, had been approached about his catalog. And so he finally did announce a sale. He's going with BMG, which has become, you know, one of the major catalog acquirers, you know, in, in the world. And they're a music, they're a music company, a record, they have a record label. This is what, formerly what we knew as RCA. So the BMG family will now have Peter Frampton among their many other artist holdings, and this is for everything uh, for Peter. His, uh, you know, everything from the uh, from Frampton Comes Alive to his Humble Pie music to his shares of things he's collaborated on, like George, like George Harrison's All Things Must Pass that he played on. You know, BMG will now own uh, Peter Frampton's interest in all of that. And, Do we have a dollar amount? Uh, no, no dollar amount's been revealed, not even rumored on this one. Really? Uh, but Peter's statement is just he's pleased to be joining them, you know, that he feels they'll care for his legacy and that his songs are in good hands. And I would say that's true. I mean, I've seen, I've been watching BMG and what they do with Motley Crue and a lot of other catalogs, and they really, they really do seem to acquire the catalogs not only to cash in on them, you know, by selling the sync rights and movies and ads and things like that, but but by, you know, actually creating music packages. Does he record or do shows anymore? He Well, he just finished a farewell tour of England. You know, he has, he has debilitating health issues. Right, we've talked about that for right, a few years. I can't pronounce the name of this disorder, but, you know, basically it's a degenerative condition. He now has to play, play, good, play perform sitting down, um, but he's still recording. And he has he has a bunch of recordings in the can, and so we'll be we'll be hearing from him, you know, in the fu- in the future for sure. All right, since you brought up debil- debilitating diseases, Celine Dion's in the news this morning. Yeah, that was uh, that that was kind of a sad sad thing to uh, to read yesterday. Really, was when uh, when it came out. So she she posted a video explaining that she has she has something called stiff person syndrome. I'm sure there's a technical name for it, but uh, you know, basically causes a lot of uncontrolled and severe muscle spasms. Uh, other, you know, it's a degenerative condition too. It's it's apparently very a very rare disorder, affects one in a million people, uh, she says, and uh, she's put put her t- the tour she had planned for Europe on hold as of now. Uh, she's put her she's canceled her summer of 2023 shows. Uh, the European shows have been pushed back to 2024, um, and this has been going on with her as far back as October. She had to cancel some shows because of unexplained muscle spasms. Well, now we have the explanation. 
and it's a matter of, you know, if this can be treated, if it can be controlled at all. Um, you know, it sounds a lot like ALS when you hear her talk about it, but I don't think it's quite the same. She's only 54. Right, right. So, But it's rare. You know, you know like I said, it's one of these rare onset things and uh, very sad to read about. Uh, Steven Tyler also was on the health news uh, yesterday. Aerosmith has had to cancel it's the rest of its Las Vegas residency. It had been canceling one show at a time due to an undisclosed illness that Steven Tyler has. And, so if you're canceling uh, all these shows, we can assume it's not the flu. It's not going to take a week to get better. You know, unless, I mean, again, Steven Tyler being somebody in his 70s, it could be something viral that just it takes a long time at uh, you know for somebody uh, in his age and his condition you know so they're not say they're not saying what it is but you know you you do start to think that yeah it's probably more he's he's got more than a cold here and abc mm-hmm. has announced um well you'll get christmas specials here on our network but uh, they axed the backstreet boys yeah backstreet boy back a backstreet holiday was a very backstreet holiday i think it was called was supposed to go Next week on the, on the 14th. Well, you know, yesterday, a new a new sexual um, abuse charge against the band's Nick Carter surfaced. This is a woman; she's 39 now, that's accusing him that when he was 17, uh, that he raped her on the tour bus after a uh, after a meet and greet in Tacoma, Washington. Not the first time he's been accused of sexual assault. So ABC is kind of cutting its losses early and just saying, you know, it's not appropriate at this time to to air a special that features him, especially a family-friendly special. So, and they've been on the road with the with uh, with a package tour on now. I haven't heard about whether that's going to go on for them or not. This is twenty-one years ago. This incident. It is, but apparently, if it happened. Yeah, right. Falls within the statute of limitations for legal action. Um, Nick Nick Carter's attorney is saying that it's not only legally meritless but also entirely untrue. And yeah, this will be investigated. It'll it'll go through that process. But it's, it will certainly uh, put the kibosh on a lot of what the Backstreet Boys have planned for now. You celebrate Hanukkah, right, Gary? I do. How'd you like to do it with Dave Grohl? This has been great. So you know, to the previous two years, the best Hanukkah get together ever. It is. He and he and uh, Greg Kirsten, who's a producer, have done a thing called Hanukkah sessions. And on eight nights, each of eight nights, they they put out a you know, on the internet, they put out a performance of a song, you know, either written or performed uh, by a Jewish artist. Uh, we're presuming they're going to do it again this year, but uh, this past Monday, they actually set up at a club in in Los Angeles. And they were joined by Pink, uh, Judd Apatow, Beck, um, Dave Grohl's daughter, Violet, uh, Karen O from the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, um, the the guys from Tenacious D, and they did a they did a Hanukkah Sessions live concert, uh, which sounded like a hoot. So where do I find these? Well, they have uh, they're online. You can go to YouTube. Oh, okay. You just look up Dave Grohl right. Hanukkah Sessions, and then you know I don't know if what they I don't know if they filmed this year's show. And and those are going to be the Hanukkah session videos, or you know they did a Blood Sweat and Tears song, they did a Rush song, a Randy Newman song, Pink did a song of her own, Beck did a song of her own. Uh, so so it's you know they're always a good time, and it's just the you know conceptually it's wonderful, and the performances are great, and and it's always fun to see performers having a great time. And then there's the other uh, news that ties in with Dave Grohl, Nirvana, never mind Cover Kid. 
Yeah, so this has been going on for a while. This the, guy's uh, never Spencer, going away. Spencer Eldon, the, who, who was the baby on the cover of Nirvana's Nevermind that they threw in the water and took a picture of, he, he filed suit several years ago, you know, claiming that this was, this was child abuse, that this has caused him permanent harm, uh, severe duress, and, uh, you know, has, has wanted compensation, you know, for his, for his, uh, for this permanent harm. Uh, it was most recently dismissed in a Los Angeles court back in, in September. Now Spencer Eldon has surfaced again to appeal that dismissal, and they're saying the judge did not rule correctly. That, that I guess. don't get exactly. How do you appeal a dismissal? It's kind of like... This is what the court system allows. You, know, yeah. you are allowed to, all the way up to the Supreme Court, uh, you're allowed to do it. And, you know, basically Spencer Eldon and his his attorneys are saying that because the harm they feel he suffered is ongoing, that the law the judge used, the statute the judge used to dismiss it, that no longer applies. And since we're in court, uh, those Swifties aren't going away. No, no, we knew, we knew this. So about a dozen of them have filed suit uh, in Los Angeles against uh, Ticketmaster, against Live Nation, which which owns Ticketmasters, against Los Angeles County, which is which is where both you know both companies are based, and they're alleging intentional deception, uh, fraud, uh, price fixing, and antitrust. Okay, let's say their lawyers proved that all those things happened, and the this particular group of people who's hired the lawyers or whatever wins. Who gets what out of this deal? Does everybody get free Taylor Swift tickets um, I out don't of know the deal, they, or do I get I don't money? Know that that, no, they get money. I mean, they will be suing for damages because Lord knows there's a lot of emotional duress if you can't get your Taylor Swift tickets. Careful what uh, you so, say, Gary. So well, no, I mean, I think I think they, um, I think the Taylor Swift fans would agree with me that there is great duress if if you go through something like this. Her fans care about her a great deal, and you know it's, it's a tribal thing there. So. Uh, you know, there's a lot of emotion that, that goes into this. So now there will be damages that they'll that they'll seek, and then the plaintiffs, you know, will get to split the damages as well as their attorneys. Of course, uh, the way I see this going is it will become a class action suit. More and more, I think dozens, scores, hundreds, thousands, perhaps tens of thousands will want to pile on here. Sure, and why the, sue on behalf of ten when you can sue on well, that's, behalf well, of a thousand? But that's what the court the court will will ultimately say. Okay, we've got these, however number you know we've got a dozen Taylor Swift suits against Ticketmaster and Live Nation. You're 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 doing it together. Say hi to your team. Is yeah. it just possible that Ticketmaster finally screwed with the wrong fan base? They I don't know about finally because the way I also the way I also see this going is, you know, the fire will burn on this for a while and then it'll recede and then. We'll be back to business as usual. It'll recede until the really, tour starts. They didn't really screw with them, though. They just weren't prepared for that's the what, demand. That's what they said. No, that's yeah, that's yeah, their story. Gonna, I mean, we you know with the it's with the attorneys in this suit are you know really it's the it's the fraud, it's the price fixing, it's the antitrust that are the the, the crux of the issue here. All right, let's talk about the girls for a while. Mel B is now teasing a Spice Girl reunion. Everyone. She's teasing, and she's been te- she's been the lead teaser on all this. I mean, yeah, she's been the one who's been out there talking about it more. So she was on a some sort of radio show in in Britain this week, where you know the guy was pushing her and saying, "Okay, it's going to happen." You know, you've been talking about it. You know, put up 
basically put up or shut up. And she she basically says, you know, she thinks it's going to happen, but then went to say she's got to convince the other four, and she called them the B word, to do it with me. I believe that was calling them the B word in the in a friendly manner. Sure. Um, and then uh, you know, the, so the you know the the radio guy tried to push her to say, oh, okay, you're going to play Glastonbury, and then she's and then Mel B said, stop it, shut up. I never said that, but. You know, there's been there's been noise about it. Uh, interestingly, Glastonbury's already announced a good chunk of its lineup. This is going to be where Elton John makes his final British appearance. He did his last U.S. show, of course, last month at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. This will be where the British appearance, final British appearance will be. I just found out yesterday, Elton John, when he was in Dodger Stadium, went 76. Mm-hmm. Do you know who opened for him there? You know, I do, and now I'm forgetting Emmy Lou Harris and the Hot Band right. opened for Elton John that day. That just, I don't know that why was, that seems that odd, the, but. That was the 70s. Yeah. So you, could, you could get a bill like that. Yeah. I mean, what a great get for Emmy Lou Harris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some will say what a great get for Elton John, too. Okay. All right. There you go. What's the deal with Britney these days? Um, well, there's going to be a Britney Spears musical. Uh, well, Br- Britney has, you know, I know this is going to break your heart, but she has, uh, she's, She's uh, deactivated her Instagram account again after making some interesting posts, including one very loving post to her sister, Jamie Lynn Spears, who she had previously kind of consigned to status as the, you know, as the devil. Um, you know, that, now she was making loving remarks about Britney Spears. So good, you know, sisters should, should get along. Um, now now we, we have an opening date for the, the Broadway Broadway musical based on Britney Spears music. It's called Once Once Upon a One More Time. Once Upon a One oh, More Time. Oh, right. Okay. This, is yeah. an, this is an original story, actually. It's not a bio, music, a bio musical. Uh, this is an original story about a book club formed by Cinderella, Snow White, and Ariel, the Little Mermaid. But when their fairy godmother shares a book called The Feminist Mystique with them, it opens their eyes, and they're no longer the acquiescent fairy princesses, <laughs> but they become but they become feminists. Wow! It actually sounds like it could be kind of fun. Is this uh, headed to Broadway, or is this going to be? It's going to it's it's opening on Broadway. Opening in, on Bro- in twenty in the in the spring of twenty twenty three. All right. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. June twenty third, twenty twenty three, the Marquee Theater, and uh, previews start on May thirteenth, and it's built around Britney Spears songs. Um, how'd you like Neil Diamond showing up on Broadway this week? That's cool. That was cool, and that was, of course, expected because he's very involved in this uh, "A Beautiful Noise" musical, which is which is a bio musical about him. The soundtrack album for it came out last week, and so you you knew he would do a curtain call during the first week. If I'd have known Neil Diamond was going to do a curtain call for "Beautiful Noise" in New York, I may have actually tried to get there to see it. I wish. Oh, but then you got to. Pick the right show. Well, that's it. Well, it was he, opening yeah. night. That he was opening, opening night. He did the formal opening night. Yeah. They do, you know, the way Broadway works is technically, and at least in my mind, they open with what they call previews. Uh, to me, that first preview night is opening night. But they pick another night, and it's opening night, and that's usually when the cool stuff happens. Yeah. Well, at least, you know, the nice part was everybody got their phones out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's all over. It's all over the internet, and it's, it, it, it was fun. And you know, it's exactly what should happen. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens when, if he's in New York 
and you know he feels like dropping in on the show. You know he'll trot out for uh, for the curtain call. And he sang "Sweet Caroline," right? Of course. Yeah. What else? What else are you going to sing? Well, he's got a lot of hits, but he does have a lot of hits. But you're not going to do like I am. I said. <laughs> I was going to say if he shows up and sings that, nobody sings along with "I am," exactly. "I am," I, "I am," right, but or anything like that. Yeah, that'd be noted. Exactly. Yeah. By the way, this week, um, Hot August Night turns fifty. Neil Diamond's Hot August Night. Album. Oh, okay. Turns fifty this year. I was looking. I thought there was something else that turned fifty too. Hot August Night, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of you know. I mean, he's one of these guys. He has time. I mean, Song Song Blue turned fifty earlier this year. (laughs) We chose we chose not to uh, to acknowledge that for for reasons I hope will be obvious. Really, Song Song Blue? You don't like that? Oh my God. Song Song Blue. You know what's it doing? Beating on my window. I have, no, I, I have no idea, and I'm proud. I have no idea. <laughs> hey, guy, the guy wrote a lot of good songs. That's not one of them. Hey, the Lions are favored over the Vikings. Yes, what they are? What? Yes, yes, they are. Are you going? Um, I'm not able to go to this one. Uh, oh, that's right. You have to celebrate everything right. else have, this weekend. Yeah, correct. All correct. right, but we'll, we'll we'll be watching it from our festivities. All uh, right, we're feeling good about it. I mean, you all know, right. People, People are just, the, the Kool-Aid's tasting pretty good here. Vikings are 10-2. and two. All right. Yeah. Go yeah, get them. We'll, we'll see what happens. All right, Gary. All right, you guys have a great weekend. Talk to you, you next too. week. Gary Graff, our music expert, every Friday morning.